Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill. And as I promised last week, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the skills that women should know how to do. And I might take a little flack for some of my suggestions here because perhaps I have a traditional role of relationships or somewhat of a traditional role in relationships and life. But today I do wanna share with you some of the things you might wanna consider and think about in terms of women that you might be dating in the future and whether or not they possess or have the ability to have some of these skills. And ladies, if you're listening to today's episode, that's maybe some good reminders for you on how to learn to do a few bits and bobs in life to create a life that is more satisfying for you and for you to have a more satisfying relationship. Now, before I dive into uh, our subject today, uh, I had some great feedback from a client I finished with the other day and, and he um, he uh, you know shared with me one of the things that can feel a little daunting when you're you know, consuming content from someone such as myself, you might listen to my podcast, maybe watch some of my reels on social media. And he said to me that, you know, sometimes it's difficult to initially reach out to someone because, you know, you think, well, maybe they just produce content, but don't really do much behind that. Or maybe they're just not going to get back to me because, you know, my message is going to go into some vacant hole and never get responded to. And one of the things that I just wanted to share was, well, firstly, that's great feedback. And secondly, I am just a human like everybody else. Yes, this is what I do. I do create content around this subject. I am an expert in this area. Uh, But if you're kind of like a little unsure about maybe getting support here, one of the things I just want to share with you is let's just have a human conversation. Um, I don't see any of my clients or anyone that reaches out to me as a fan or I don't view people in that way. I see you as a whole individual who is coming to someone like myself because there's a skill or a problem that you want to deal with and that is what I do, right? And so if you guys have been wondering, you know, whether or not booking a call with me is is going to get me on the phone myself, it certainly will. Um, And if you're concerned that maybe it's just something that will feel uncomfortable, I assure you that it won't. Um, I love talking to new people and, and helping them understand, you know, their lives from a different perspective and also support them to get the kind of support or help that they might be needing or wanting just to upskill their life or, you know, of course, have a more exciting and uh, fulfilling dating experience and relationships too. So, uh, so again, thanks to the client for that wonderful feedback and, and just wanted to share that here with you guys in this podcast that if you've been listening and kind of umming and aahing about maybe booking a call it's me you're going to be talking to. I'd love to hear from you. Um, And uh, so you can go ahead and and find a time that is convenient for you. And uh, we can get on a call and see if I'm the right person to support you to finding an amazing woman, an amazing relationship, as that's my joy and my passion and be happy to to support you. Um, 
Okay, so again, just a little uh, little push for me that if you've been listening to the show and you've been enjoying it, please consider leaving me a rating and a review. It helps to push this out to more people. It has been spreading uh, organically over the last few years, and uh, it's my joy and pleasure to make episodes for you, and uh, hopefully they are engaging from start to finish. So, okay, all women. What are the skills that women should know? Now, like I said last week when I was talking to the to the men, Without a doubt, there are more than eight skills we need to have in our lives. But today I want to highlight eight specific ones that I think women need to maybe up their game on a little bit. And like I said, I might get flack for one or two of them, um, you know, but nonetheless, I still think it's an area that women should pay attention to. The first skill of eight is all women without a shadow of the doubt, <laughs> shadow of a doubt, should know how to communicate their needs and to process their emotions in a healthy way within their relationships. No surprise here, it's one of the same things that I kind of talked about that men need to know how to do. Guess what? You want to have a healthy, loving relationship? You better know how to communicate your thoughts and feelings clearly to your partner because the alternative is avoiding them. And when you avoid what you're feeling and what you need, you don't get what you need and you don't process that feeling. And so women these days, you know, some of them have beautiful conversation skills. Some of them know how to approach their partners in a very loving way to say, hey, this is maybe my expectation of things. This is what I'm needing. I might need help here. I need a little more of this from you. And I've been feeling this, that, and that. And when we can learn to communicate with our partners with honesty, with clearness, with assertiveness, with compassion, we are going to have such better relationships. Now, what's the alternative, right? Of not learning how to communicate our needs and process our emotions properly. The alternative is, well, we distance ourselves from our partners. The alternative is that we become very passive in our relationships. We start to lose the trust that is essential for our long-term longevity and the health of our relationship. So if I don't know how to communicate what I need to you and I'm not getting what I need for you from, from you, then I'm going to start to trust you less, even though it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because I didn't communicate it in the first place. So when we come, we become passive in our relationship, it really isn't okay because we're hiding our truth from our partner. And that's not okay. And that is not helpful. So ladies, learning how to communicate your needs and how to process your emotions within your relationship is a skill that if you aren't particularly good at, you should spend some time and effort into this area. I'll tell you right now that it was an area I was absolute garbage at and I'm not perfect still. And maybe I'll never, well, I don't think I'll ever be perfect. I know I won't be perfect. But in the last few years of my relationship, I've been learning to say what I need. And I've been learning to process my emotions, not only on my own, but with my partner in a healthier way. Does that mean we're perfect? No. Does that mean we don't have arguments? Of course not. But learning how to understand myself and what I'm needing and when something isn't quite feeling right, well, guess what? Our partner is our teammate. They are the person that we need to open up to and share these things with so that we can create a strong, stronger relationship and actually just feel connected to each other. And when we feel connected, we feel safe, we have trust, guess what? Our sexual intimacy is better, our intimacy on all levels is better, and we're out there having a good time, right? So ladies, knowing how to communicate your needs and process your emotions within a relationship is crucial. Of course, this goes for men too. 
Now the second one, maybe I'll get a little flack for this, I don't know. Ladies, women, we gotta learn how to relax. We gotta learn how to relax and take care of ourselves. So many of us now are driven and ambitious business owners, working in corporate, wearing suits, slaying, whatever, taking names. We're doing so much stuff these days. We're going to university, working two jobs, we're raising kids. We're doing whatever we need to do. And some of us have lost that ability, that art of knowing how to relax and take care of one's self. If as women, we are going, 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 we are certainly not biologically designed that way. We have hormonal cycles. We have times when we feel ramped up and times when we're not feeling so ramped up. And actually has to do with our cycle. Guys, if you didn't know this, when ladies are ovulating, we are producing more testosterone. And so guess what? That one time of the month during that week, we're like rah, 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 we're getting stuff done. We're really organized. We have tons of energy. We're bounding around. And then after uh, we get out of our ovulation cycle, we actually, uh, leading up to having our periods, we have premenstrual syndrome. We might feel a little more tired. We have less energy. Maybe we're even a less, little less optimistic. And so we, as women, need to understand that and have to know how to relax and take care of ourselves. Because again, what's the alternative? Pushing, 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 facing resistance, getting frustrated, burning out, our health suffers, and our relationships suffer, right? So learning how to kind of switch off and take a break and also developing a trust within your relationships because now you know how to communicate your needs and process your emotions allows you to know that other people are very capable of helping you out. And as women, we need to understand that sometimes we can sit back and put our feet up and let someone else do something nice for us. We can trust our partner to book that trip or cook dinner or bring home dinner. And if it's not done in the exact way that you would have done it yourself, that doesn't mean you should open the door to criticizing someone else. When someone else helps you, it's important to appreciate that we all go about doing things in a different way. So I think it's a really important skill for women to know how to relax, to know how to take care of oneself, to take a break, to listen to our bodies so that we are very much in tune with ourselves and we can then of course show up as the best version of ourselves for the men in our lives, for their friendships in our lives, for our families, for our children, for whomever it is that might even depend on us. I think that's a pretty radically important skill. And maybe guys, if you're listening to me, you're like, yeah, that, that might be nice. I know some women out there that are just go, 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 go. And nothing wrong with ambition, I'll tell you that. But balance, in my perspective, is pretty important. Okay, ladies, maybe I'll get flack for this one too. Who knows? Maybe the whole podcast is flack. Um, I'm going to get flack for the whole podcast, but, uh, number three, women, ladies, traditional ladies, women who view themselves as women, right? Knowing how to switch on their feminine charm. So I talk a bit about, I haven't for a little while, but I talk about this concept of polarity within each human being, man or woman, we have both feminine and masculine energy. Call it yin and yang, say it's black and white, describe it as masculine, feminine, Stereotypically, masculine energy is more driven and ambitious and competitive and assertive. 
And our typical feminine energy is a little more free-flowing and kind and compassionate and nurturing. And those of us that are running businesses and working really hard and working in the office and taking care of stuff, we can, we can become trapped in that masculine energy. And I am not saying masculine or feminine is better nor worse. It is not. We both, we need all of them. We, we need them to operate as an efficient human being in today's society. But it's really important for ladies, for women, guys, if you're out there, you know, dating a woman and getting to know her, does she also know how to not constantly be planning, organized, scheduled, kind of in that logical left brain of hers? Does she also know how to just be free flowing and in her feminine and kind and compassionate and not in a rush all the time? I think that's really important. I think that also part of the feminine charm is, is bringing a little bit of that spark of feminine essence and romance you know I see that as moving a little slower and more deliberately I see that as a woman smiling more often and feeling a sense of joy because she's communicating well and she knows how to take care of herself and she relaxes when she needs to and she can trust her partner to look after her and so she can really be in that feminine essence throw on a sundress get out in the garden whatever it is, but just to learn to tap into that energy that is a little more fluid and free-flowing. And I think that's really beautiful for men to have a woman around them who just exudes that femininity, that exudes that slowness and fun, playful spirit in life because we are human beings. We are not human doings, as silly as that sounds. We don't need to be doing, doing, doing all the time because that is really tapping into that masculine competitive energy. And I think that some women these days are really losing this feminine charm. And, and maybe people listening to the show aren't, aren't going to like the way I'm saying this. And, that, and that's okay. We all can have different opinions on this. But I think that a, a traditional relationship where each person understands the role that they play, whether you agree to do whatever jobs around the house or not it doesn't matter it's just understanding who does what and when can I just relax into my natural feminine essence and let the man in my life also feel like he's taking charge and he's he's got this and he's creating a safe place for the lady in his life to just relax and be herself and, and have fun and be flirty. I think that's a skill that women are losing. I think it's really important for many of us to, to keep that ability. And that comes when we communicate our needs and process our emotion. It comes when we take care of ourselves. It comes when we are with a partner that we have radical trust and honesty with, because in order for us to be in that feminine flowing energy, we have to feel safe and we have to feel cared for. Okay, so that is, that's the third skill that I wanted to talk about today that I think is really important that women should know how to do. And we can switch that off and get right back into the, you know, ball-busting, driven, <laughs> ambitious woman that we are. And that's awesome, too. And we need that skill um, when we want to have the kind of success that women want to have for themselves these, these days. I also believe that skill number four is that women should know how to care for their environment and care for their home. Okay, same thing for men. Obviously, men, you're living alone, you're living with a woman. Respect your place, respect your space. Have an environment that, that encourages you to feel good, 
versus an environment that makes you feel overwhelmed, such as clutter, right? And I believe women should know how to care for that space around them in, the, in their home. I think it's really important that we put our own personal touch on the space that we are in. I think it's really important for us to know how to maintain and to have pride of ownership in the things and in the space that we are in. So I, I do believe that women that are out there that might struggle in some of the skills around cleanliness or organization um, that might really benefit from having a space around them that doesn't foster chaos and stress that really fosters a space of relaxation where you can go home and you can feel really comfortable. And, uh, you know, the Danish people, they, they talk about um, huga. It's, a, it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. You'd probably want to pronounce it higgy. It's pronounced huga. Uh, they don't really have a way to describe what that is, but it really means coziness. And the Danish way of living is very intentional. Family is around. Your home is minimal. You have a beautiful candle going. The ambiance is nice. Huga is when you curl up on the couch with a hot tea when it's cold out and you have a blanket and you're just enjoying that. It's mindfulness in a way, but it's cozy togetherness. And I think it's really important for men and women, but women today on this show to understand how to have a space and an environment that feels supportive to who they are, where you have imagery and decorations and the types of materials in your home that make you feel comfortable and cozy and happy. And when a woman knows how to put that beautiful touch on a home, I think that's, you know, it can be even a lost art with some people. And I think we should all know how to care for our home, including keeping it clean, keeping it tidy, keeping it organized so that we have a space that feels relaxing versus a space that creates more chaos and more confusion. There's nothing wrong with having a bit of system at home or doing things systematically so that uh, things are getting done. They're getting done the right way. And, uh, and uh, especially for, for couples today, maybe you guys need to talk about uh, the, the way that you go about getting things done in the house and actually sit down and mutually agree on who's going to do what and when because sometimes we need that kind of structure in order to keep our space operating the way we want it to be. So it's a skill that I believe all women should have. Now, here's what I might catch it for, but whatever. I think women should also know their way around a kitchen. Just as I said to guys, you should know how to cook a few good meals. Same with ladies, right? You gotta, you gotta like, you know, food is nourishment. Food is life. And I'm not saying you need to be a celebrity chef. You don't have to, you know, have, you know, 25 different knives and, you know, you know, <laughs> do every uh, recipe in every cookbook. I just think it's really important to know your way around a kitchen because when we appreciate the food we eat, when we are, th we are considering what we are putting in our bodies, when we understand how to present a beautiful meal, I mean, I just think, I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's a beautiful feminine quality to have. And I love it, by the way, when guys can get in the kitchen and whip up a good meal. It's so attractive. As a woman, it's like, oh, I can take a break and I can have a beautiful, healthy meal uh, cooked, you know, for me. My goodness, I'm very, very appreciative. But as a woman, I love to get in there. And I'm not saying this needs to be your only hobby or the thing that, you know, brings you all the purpose in the world. But I think you should know your way around a kitchen. Right. Regardless if you're studying, you're going to school, you're working, there are a few simple things that you can do to just care for the food that you have 
and uh, to make beautiful meals. They don't need to be complicated. They don't need to be expensive. But I think that we all, all of us, in fact, should be able to manage our way around a kitchen and be able to put up some beautiful meals to, again, it, you know, it ties into that environment and home. Do we respect the home we're in and do we respect the meals and the food that we have? And are we intentional about what we are putting in our body? Because it all really comes back to how well we care for ourselves. Um, so yeah, I think women should know their way around a kitchen. <laughs> so I tell you guys a joke. I got, I got flack for this. This was like a couple years back when I first met my partner's dad and, uh, and, uh, my partner's mom has passed on when he was quite young. So his father is now remarried and has another partner. And I'm, you know, highly inappropriate at the best of times, if you guys know me at all. And, uh, so I decided I wanted to share a joke and, uh, my partner and I, and his father were sitting in the living room and my partner's father's, uh, now wife was actually in the kitchen. And I kind of said, Hey, I won't say the name, but I said, Hey, uh, so-and-so I'm going to share a joke with you. She goes, okay. I say, well, why don't women wear watches? And she's like, I don't know. And I went, because the time is on the stove. (laughs) And I laugh because women don't need to be in the kitchen. It's not their place. It's not my belief, but it's just a funny joke. I heard years ago when I was working in finance in Australia and it cracked me up and it cracked my partner up and it cracked his dad up, but she did not laugh. And uh, I'm not particularly sure it went down so well, but nonetheless, uh, I stand by my belief that women should know their way around a kitchen. I don't think the kitchen is where they should live. Uh, I don't think, you know, the kitchen is, you know, where a woman should be. And I don't have that opinion of it. I just think we all should uh, understand the art and the beauty of cooking good food and being able to navigate our way around a kitchen. I think it's a beautiful feminine skill, in my opinion. Okay, skill number six, knowing how to manage time. Now, perhaps this falls a little bit into skill number two, which is knowing how to relax and take care of oneself. In order for us to care for ourselves and relax, we have to be able to manage our time so that we can have the time to do things that we like. And it's funny that I have this on my list today because I just had a session with a client this morning where, you know, one of the things that he and I needed to look at and work on was how he spends his time. And so we did a time log. We recorded what he kind of got up to over a week period without judging himself or wanting to change any of the things that he does. And then we examined that time and we looked at where some of the time wasters are, where some of the time opportunities are, where, uh, you know, how this individual is starting off his day and what kind of influence that's having on the rest of the day. And managing our time is really important because I'll tell you one thing, time is equal for all of us and where we spend it determines what is important to us. People love saying, I just don't have time. But in reality, when you look at how you spend it, there will always be an area where you have an opportunity to do something that is meaningful and important and have, you know, have that replace something that is not meaningful and not important. And so how do you manage your time? Do women also know how to manage their time so that they you know, are feeling good about their lives. They are feeling relaxed. Of course, this is a skill that men should have too, how to manage and balance your time, right? How, uh, what is important in your life? 
And how do you go about prioritizing that? And this is really important too, like, you know, women to have this skill when they are working and they want to get back out in the dating scene. One of the biggest complaints I hear from guys wanting to date women 40 and above is that they're too busy all the time, especially with their kids. And I get it. I don't have kids. My sister does. She's a busy person. Okay. She's got two kids to take care of. She's got a cat. She's got a partner. She's got a job. She's got lots going on, but it should never we should always understand what our priority is. Okay. So when you, when a guy is dating a woman over 40 and uh, she doesn't make time for him, it's because he is not a priority. It's a simple fact. She's spending her time where her priorities are. And so I think it's really important for us to understand how to manage our time um, and think deliberately about where we are spending it because that is determining what is important to us. So having that time management skill uh, I think it's really essential for us to just have a fulfilling life because if we're not critically thinking about what we are doing, um, then, you know, we can't make any changes to it and improve our situations, which leads me to skill number seven, which is understanding how to critically think. Okay. So, you know, some of us, you know, aren't really taught how to think about thinking. <laughs> we just think it just happens. Right. And I, uh, I don't know if you guys are a fan, but if you guys like Jordan Peterson, well, I went and watched him live last uh, Thursday night and, you know, he, he speaks so beautifully and very poetically. And I'm not saying I agree with everything he says. I agree with a lot of what he says. He can be a controversial figure, but nonetheless, you go to one of his lectures or his book tour, which I went to, and, uh, he has a very beautiful way of presenting himself. He has a, a very strong vocabulary. He has great ideas. And really what I boiled his talk down to was he really was talking about critically thinking. How do you think about yourself? How do you think about your life? How do you think about your past? How do you learn from it? How do you think about your future? And I think the skill of being able to critically think is super important, right? It allows women, men, to analyze situations objectively. It allows us to make informed decisions and guess what? It allows us to solve our problems effectively. So how do we solve problems? How do we think about things? I think like really working on developing our ability to critically think allows us to uh, navigate through our lives with so much more flow and so much more ease. Now, a way that you can start to develop your critical thinking ability is through journaling. Okay. No stranger to this. You probably heard millions of different people say journaling is a good thing yet. Why don't we do it? Well, it takes time, right? And we got to critically think when we slow down and we write about events that are happening or about feelings we are experiencing, it slows our thoughts down to a pace that is much more palatable. And we are able to critically think about things. If you want to, you know, get better at your own life, get better at solving your problems, start asking yourself questions and answer them. Where did I get that idea from? What made me think that that was a good idea? How might I go about solving this problem? How might I communicate to my partner that I need some time with him? And when we start to critically think, we just become a better person, we become more self-aware, become more emotionally intelligent, become, you know, a more all-rounded individual. And I think it's really important for us to really think about thinking and to think about how we can analyze situations in a way that is impactful, important, and not in a way that is overthinking and ruminating. 
Okay, that's going through the same thought over and over again and thinking about all the fears and anxieties that come with it versus how can I actually solve this problem? Or how could I, how could I approach a woman differently next time since last time didn't work out so well? Well, instead of focusing on all the flaws and all the mistakes I made, how do I, how do I improve for next time? That is critically thinking your way to a more uh, happy and more successful life. And lastly, everybody, women, men, everyone, women should know how to have fun and inspire herself. Inspire yourself creatively. How do you enjoy your weekends and your evenings? What is fun to you and what makes doing something feel fun? It is a skill that we need to understand, that we need to learn, that we need to invite more into our lives, which is fun and inspiration. We live in a society that's very stressful. It's very tiring. There's a lot of expectation on us. It's changing all the time. What's right? What's right? What's wrong? What should I do as a woman in my 20s and my 30s? What does the world expect from me? Forget all of that for a moment and ask yourself, what's important and meaningful to you? And how do you have fun and inspire yourself to live a joyful life? Because it is a skill that we lose with time. We get so serious and set in our ways. We have you know, unchanging expectations of our relationships. But if we continue to, to cultivate this playfulness and fun, and we continuously inspire ourselves to be a better version of us, then we are going to have a happier, more satisfying life. And guess what? We're going to have a happier, more satisfying relationship. So these are the eight skills that I wanted to share with you, ladies and men, that women should have. Yes, men too. The same goes for last week. All of these skills are important things to develop. These in particular are things that I believe women should pay attention to, myself included. Knowing how to communicate your needs and process your emotions. Knowing how to relax and take care of yourself. Knowing how to switch on your feminine essence and charm. Knowing how to care for your environment and home. Knowing your way around a kitchen. Knowing how to manage your own time. Knowing how to critically think and knowing how to have fun and inspire yourself. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's uh, episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a rating and a review. And of course, just that little sweet reminder there that if you are considering you know, you know, improving your dating life, you do want to talk to someone and just get like a general assessment of maybe what some of the blockers are for you, then hop on a call with me, please be super pleased to hear from you. Um, and you can just, you know, find a time at, uh, on my calendar link that works for you, that works for me, puts it in a time zone that uh, we both understand. And, uh, and then we go from there. So thanks everybody. Enjoy your week ahead and talk next week.